This is episode number 135 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're glad that you could join us. Happy Easter, Kevin. Happy Easter, and happy Easter to all you out there listening right now. Thanks for joining in and listening to the episode. That's right. Hippity hoppity and lots of ham. That's right. So, you got any fun fun traditions? You know, I mean, for the most part, the traditions that we have are um, a a couple of different things. Obviously, my kids love, you know, hunting for Easter eggs. Right. One of the things that's kind of unique, I don't know where where my wife kind of came up with this, but... We do like a Easter egg hunt dinner. Okay. Okay. So hang with me for a minute. So she's got a like a couple of really large eggs and they're large enough to hold a sandwich. Okay. okay? And so the other eggs she'll put like fruit and chips and things like that in. So they literally literally hunt for their food (laughs) and then they open up all of their eggs and they eat their dinner that's one of the things they love back to a simpler time when we were scavengers (laughs) exactly okay yeah so some some kids are hunters some kids are gatherers (laughs) i think my kids are both um so you you gotta hunt the egg that's right crack it open exactly okay yeah and then i mean really the only other thing is um i mean we uh, we we eat a we eat a regular dinner that I think most people eat you know ham that that sort of thing okay um but I mean we're, we're fairly traditional I guess I mean okay. nothing nothing super crazy or anything what yeah. about y'all well I mean I think I think we've actually talked about this before I mean, one of the big staples for our Easter lunch or dinner is the pineapple stuffing oh yeah so which if you haven't ever had goes really great with ham. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an yeah, it's just a delicious dish. Sure. So, um, but probably the unique thing that we do is the kids typically have an Easter egg hunt first. Okay. And then afterwards, the kids hide the adults' eggs, which are really list just little bags filled with tiny bottles of booze. Oh, nice. Yes. So. Wow. Well, I will it's, tell you, it, it's a way to actually get the adults excited to actually go and on, hunt the eggs. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, similar idea only without the booze. I probably the funnest egg hunt I ever did. I was in college, and uh, a good friend of mine, their family had had me over for for Easter, and they did an egg hunt, and I was like, what? Like, I'm. 22 you know i was like what is this but every egg had money in it Mm. like dollar bills some of them had like i had one that had a 50 dollar bill in it oh gosh yeah i'm i'm i I left with like 300 bucks that day and and there was like six of us and we all left with like that that amount of money i'm like how do you have this much money i don't know how there wasn't a fist fight (laughs) i know (laughs) you tell me there's a 50 in the egg i'm tackling you when you find it well i didn't know I didn't know I didn't know what was in the eggs. Uh-huh. Like they didn't tell me. And literally, you know, I, I started breaking open the eggs. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, I would have tried a lot harder if it's I right. would have known that there. But it was it was pretty fun. There were some gift cards in there too. Like it was awesome. Yeah, we so like we know that there's booze, and and this year it was just me, my wife, and my sister. Mm. So 
you know, we have the, the one, two, three, go. Sure. So when it was go, my job is to block while oh. my wife goes. Okay. Because, you know, it's a team sport. Sure. And so, especially, I mean, y'all live together, right. so all the all the booze is going to your house. We're gonna get to share, right? Yeah. And so I block my sister long enough, okay, so that my wife can get enough of a head start that when I finally let go of my sister, okay, where you know she's already gotten a few, hopefully, right. and hopefully. if she doesn't, she's in trouble. Sure. Because what was I blocking for? What? what yeah. What are we doing here? That's right. Don't you? You had a plan. You, we <laughs> talked about this. What are you doing? We knew it was coming. You had one job. You had one job. That's right. So that's awesome. Anyway, the, the big accomplishment for me this last week, man, around around the home, mm-hmm. is I, I tackled a couple of stumps. Oh, and man. I've been looking at these stumps. I got it for at least four years. Oh my goodness. And stumps are stumps are one of those things. It's like they're. They're just annoying. Yes. And unless you bring someone out to grind the stump, which, mm. you know, those things are pretty awesome. Have you ever seen one of those work? Oh, yeah. They're, they're amazing. But, it, you know, it's not the cheapest thing you could do, right? Yeah. So what'd no. you do in order to get rid of these stumps? I basically came home and I just had enough. So okay. I got out my chainsaw. Yeah. And I have these, uh, they're six foot long pry bars. Okay. And uh, a couple of other tools, basically. Right. Um, and I just I just whacked at the thing for oh, like gosh. an hour and a half. Gosh, that's I, got to be like just super exhausting. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, but I felt really good about myself when I got done. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get them all torn oh, yeah. up? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and like, the, I think, like, it wasn't too long ago, a friend of ours was over and they got their, their car hung on one of the stumps, because it's near our driveway. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, it's, well, that one's gone now. Okay, uh, there, was, there was two of them. One okay. was much smaller than the other one, but the big one, I, I tackled that one first, because I, I mean, know... My, my vehicle's not getting hung on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was somebody else. Yeah. Lower vehicle. Yeah. Lower, we're not going to name names. Right. Um, sometimes they listen. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah, that's right. Um, but anyway, so I was like, you know what? I, I'm tired of this because I and I hit it the other day. Okay. I, I didn't get hung on it, but I was like, that's just, Ugh, yeah, it's so just frustrating. Mad. Yeah. So anyway, um, it, it took me a good hour and a half. Wow. And I I probably ate up a chainsaw blade. It was so worth it. Oh yeah. But like when and like once you get like the here, let me let me give you guys a trick. If you guys have one of these pry bars, what you can do is you can actually you know you can cut the the line with your chainsaw mm-hmm. and then you stick that pry bar down yep. there far enough in the middle and then work it back and forth and it breaks it off. Right. Um, and, and hopefully it just breaks it off enough, lower enough to the ground where you can then get in there with your chainsaw and whack the rest of it out. Yeah. So um, if, okay, let me ask this, this pry bar you have, uh-huh. does it weigh like 25 pounds? It probably weighs more than that. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've used one of these things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're amazing. Quite handy. Yes. Yes. They can. I mean, you can beat people with them. And uh, wait, wait, that got dark. Sorry. That's <laughs> that's you, not actually what I meant. You could, but you you'd could. have to get a running start. Yeah, I mean, the, these things are. I, I've used them for a couple of different things, um, but they can do some damage for sure. They're oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. They're, I mean, it's just like a blade at the bottom, like a like a three inch blade, right? Uh, it's bottom. not. It's not maybe, quite that wide. Maybe two inch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about two inch. Okay. Um, but I get super heavy and dense. Yeah. Um, 
It's awesome. I think we paid like 30 or 40 bucks for the thing. I mean, yeah. it's just really... It's the a dollar one. a pound. It's just something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, I forget what we originally bought them for. Uh, I think we might have been like leveling like a pier and beam or something like okay. that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, su- super, super handy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I was... I felt more like a man right after getting rid of that stump. Yes. I didn't I don't need a grinder. <laughs> Who needs a grinder? It's for girls. Yeah, and people with more money than Yeah. Me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Who needs to spend their money? <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, well, what, cool. what what do we got on the docket today, Kev? All right. So, um I I was just kind of thinking like this is a this is an important part of the year. Right. Spring. Spring. It's happening. I mean, love is in the air. Oh my gosh. I, this is one of my favorite times of year. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's just a lot of things like people are, are out in their, you know, in their yards or they're doing stuff. It's just kind of a, it's a beautiful time of year. And so I thought it would be really important for those who listen to the show to get some things prepared at their house. Because I think. What we have a tendency to do as people is look back a few months down the road and go, man, I probably should have done X. Right. And I never did it. Wish I would have done it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you um, a few different things that we think need to be on your spring readiness checklist. All right. So we're going to give you a list of things you need to go and do before um, in the next within the next month. Mm-hmm. So just kind of prepare yourself for the spring, for the summer. Get yourself ready, okay? Yep. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Yep. All right, so we're just going to kick this off, right? We're, I'm going to give you a few things. Uh, you've got a few things as well, Yeah. we're just going to talk about them. First of all, you need to get your air conditioner checked. For sure. I mean, this is one of those things that I'm telling you it is easy to overlook, it is really easy to overlook this, uh, but I cannot tell you how many people I know who, in the middle of the summer, it's like July the 20th, mm-hmm. and they're going, I'm just, it's it's awful at my house. I hate my <laughs> life. I'm like, why? Well, my air conditioner went out. Right. Really? Why'd your air conditioner go out? Well, I don't even know. I'm waiting on the air conditioner guy to come over. He said he's booked for like four days. He's the soonest person that I can get here. I'm doing the best I can. We're sweltering in the meantime. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish you, you know, wish they would have told you that whenever you got your AC checks. Like, yeah, I never got that done. (laughs) Really? Why? You know? I wonder why it's broken. Exactly. (laughs) And so it's one of those things that, yeah, it's going to cost you 50 bucks. I mean, most... Most people that I know are going to charge you 50 bucks per unit to come out and give it a cleaning, check and make sure all the capacitors working, you know, they're going to go up and make sure that that your drip pan is doing what it's supposed to, that it turns on the way it's supposed to, that it's cooling to the degree it's supposed to. They do all of that kind of stuff and you should feel pretty confident that you're prepared, right? And let's Let's just rip this bandaid off. All right. Stop whining about it being 50 bucks. Right. I mean, like, 50 bucks is cheap. Yes. When you consider someone's time to come out and actually inspect your system. Yes. I mean, that's nothing. No, it's really it's not. It's really, really not. And, and like, I, I get it. Like, it's 50 bucks. I mean, 50 bucks can, can buy you quite a bit of groceries. 
probably fill up your gas tank these days. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to your air conditioner, it's just not a whole lot of money. No. When you think about the cost it's going to be to replace that thing later on down the line, which you're going to have to do eventually if you right. plan on being in the property any amount of time, right. 50 bucks is no big deal. You know, 100 bucks every year because you should get it checked out in the spring and then in the, in winter. the fall. Yeah, the fall, I mean. Or um, the winter. Yeah, like pre-winter, right. late fall, whatever. Um, get it checked out. And, and so like, it's just not that much money when it, considering the amount it can save you. Yeah. What do, what do you think? What do you think people are worried about? Do you think it's fifty dollars? Because I think it's something different. I I, don't, I think I think they're worried. I think a lot of times it has to do with people being suspicious of people's motives. Yes. When it comes to inspecting their equipment. That's you know, exactly where that I'm going. They think that because they're inspecting it, that they're going to fabricate some sort of nonsense that's not mm-hmm. you know even there. Right. To justify doing a multi-thousand-dollar repair job. Yep. Um, and and part of that is is that the reality is is there are companies out there that will do that. Yep. There there just are. Mm-hmm. And you know the where people run into issues is not because all air conditioning repair people are charlatans. It's that you're too lazy to do the research and and talk to like maybe three people. And say, who have you used that's you know been really good to you, that's done a yeah. good job, that's been honest, that has been like, hey, thanks for the fifty bucks, your air conditioner looks great. Yeah. And then went on and down the road. Right. You know, those companies exist. Right. You know, if you need to know some, reach out to me and Kev. We know a few. That's right. Yeah. And this is this is not even two Bourbon Craig. No. Saying these things. It's like half a Bourbon Craig. <laughs> that's right. Give, give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Because I think you're exactly right. I think that there are people concerned that someone's going to come in and either A, try to sell them on something they don't need, or B, sell them something that they actually do need and they just don't have the money to do it and they don't want to hear about it because it stresses them out. Right. I mean, because the reality of it is if you get an air air conditioning guy over and they say, look, if, if you don't change out this capacitor, it's going to – you know, you have a real chance that in the middle of the summer, this thing's going to crap out on you. Right. Uh, the, the capacitor is only 150 bucks, but you, there's three of them. You have to replace all three. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to say, look, your ductwork needs to be resealed or it needs to be cleaned or all these sorts of things. And the thing is, like those things are probably all true because here's the thing you need to know. Your house requires maintenance. Just like your car requires maintenance, right? Yeah. So you need to change your oil every 3,000 miles. That's not just a ploy. It needs to be done, right? Yeah. Maybe it's 5,000. Whatever the number is, you got to get your oil changed. You also got to take care of your, your appliances and the things around your house. Because if you don't, I promise you, you're going to be in a situation where on June the 20, or July the 20th, you're going to be whining to me because <laughs> you forgot to call the $50 guy and get him out to do the job. Yeah. So get it done. Just get it done. Get it done. It's you're going to be, it's, be happy. The problem's not going to get any better. No. Well, and that's a good point. Like, if you do have a problem, it's better to know it now. I mean, um, I'll tell you this. Like, I, last time uh, Jay Hugh came over to our house, mm-hmm. he was like, all right, Kevin, let me level with you here. You've got a unit here that's a 2002 model. Mm-hmm. It is 19 years old. Air conditioners just typically don't last that long. Yeah. All right. 
you're on your last leg. You need to be realizing that this could be six grand down the future. And let's right, you know, anything else in your house when it turns 18, it needs to move out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't know that already, prepare yourself. That's right. Prepare yourself, and it's going to cost more than $6,000 for most of that stuff to move that's out. That's right. <laughs> you need to be preparing yourself. So, But that's good information. I had no idea that that was a 2002 model. Yeah. I had no idea. And so my wife and I kind of had this conversation. Look, we need to start saving so that whenever this goes out, it's not a big shock, right? Yeah. We're not going to have to put it on a credit card and finance this thing just because we weren't prepared, right? So we talked a long time about air conditioning units, but it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. All right. Second thing here, you need to do a sprinkler system check. If you have one. If you have one, you need to do a sprinkler system check. And here's why. All kinds of things happen whenever that thing isn't running. Yeah. Right? I mean, it happens whenever it is running. You have things bust. You have things crack. You run over a sprinkler head. But... In the last time you turned your sprinkler system on, until now, someone stepped on a sprinkler head. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a freeze around here, a pretty hard freeze, right? Um, Something has happened to where there's a good chance that your sprinkler system has a problem and you need to address it. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to turn your sprinkler system on because it's the right season. And if you're like me, you've got a ratio, right, the the Wi-Fi deal. It's going to come on whenever it needs to, and I don't even have to touch it, right? which is awesome. Except I'm going to get a call from my neighbor at 3 o'clock in the afternoon going, you've got a geyser in your backyard because you got a sprinkler head that's busted you didn't know about. You could have taken care of it. Now you don't know about it. So you need to do a check so that you know – if I've got a problem, take care of it. Good to go. Yeah. Right. Well, and plus, if you if you were living here and you experienced the Siberian <laughs> the freeze, yeah, that that occurred, you know, like chances are you haven't turned that sprinkler system back on just for the fact that you're afraid. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. You're like, I know if I turn it on, I'm going to find the leak, Uh and then it's going to cost me a bunch of money to get Uh it fixed. Uh So you just haven't turned it on. Right. Eventually, you're going to have to turn the thing on. You got to. Yeah. And and let me tell you this. Sprinkler systems are one of the most frustrating things to own when it comes to things that break. Yeah. But they're super easy to fix. I mean, most of the time, it's unscrewing a sprinkler head and screwing a new sprinkler head back in. Sure. You got to dig it out, and that kind of sucks. But, yeah, you could call somebody, come out and fix it. Do you know how much one of those goes for? What's, what's that? The sprinkler heads. Like, what? what yeah. Are, like, what, what is one of those, like, like I know there's, like, like a, lots of different ones, but, like, in general, what is one of those, like, because I don't have a sprinkler system, so yeah. I have no clue. Like twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Okay. So yeah. like twelve bucks and the time to dig out the old one. Right. And it really depends on what you're getting. If you're getting one of those rotary heads, remember we, we had that. Right. That yeah, episode. No, I remember. yeah. If you get a rotary head, some of those are a little bit more expensive, like mm-hmm. maybe fifteen bucks, but some of them are as cheap as like seven or eight bucks. Okay. I mean they they can be pretty inexpensive. Um now your time is valuable, right? Right. We, we've talked about that. Go check out our DIY calculator on our website, um, at homeownershow.com. There's a plug. There you go. Um, check drive, that thing drive out. Drive some traffic. That's exactly right. <laughs> check it out because um, your time is valuable. But I mean, you're talking. I mean, even, let's say you had to replace five, mm-hmm. five sprinkler heads. You're you're gonna spend less than thirty bucks probably. I mean, it's just not that expensive. 
to fix this stuff. I thought, so, they, were, I thought they were like 12 bucks a piece. I don't do math, Craig. Okay. Okay. Plus, it is. I didn't like, know if there was like a bulk discount. N- well, actually, there is. Okay. <laughs> you, can, you can buy them in contractor packs if you really want to, and it's actually not a bad idea. Like, okay. I, I'll tell you this. Just have some in the. I I always have two or three in my garage, so that if one goes out, it's really not that big a deal. I don't have to run to Home Depot. It's good to have right? some rookies on the bench. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And it's just one of those things that like here's the most frustrating thing about the whole thing. Forget going out and worrying about having to fix it. Whenever you get your water bill and it's $20 more than you expect it to be because you forgot to do your sprinkler system yeah. check, that's where you're going to go, I hate myself right now. Okay. Don't hate yourself. Yeah. Just check your sprinkler system. You're probably an okay person. That's right. Don't Turn it on. Yourself. Hey, this is a cool way to get your kids involved, right? Digging? No. Check your sprinkler system. Oh, just have them run have through them it. Have them run. Have them uh, turn it on. Have them run around the back. Hey, is it working? Yes. Which All side right. of your kid didn't get wet? Exactly. All right. It's a, it's a good way to involve the kids. Yeah. There you go. They can also increase their speed and muscle twitch. <laughs> the muscle <laughs> twitch. All right. I'm ready for my next one. All right. Lay it on us. Get your lawnmower tuned up. Okay. This is an important one. And here's why it's important. I mean, I, I guess I guess all of our uh, electric friends are... They're laughing at us. Well, I mean, like, they're, you know, th- th- this does not apply. I mean... It really doesn't. I mean, and this this is actually, like, a genuine question I have because mm-hmm. I've seen... Okay, so, like, the, the, the electric mowers, mm-hmm. like, obviously, the technology has gotten better. Yeah. Um, you know, so we've got electric weed eaters. We actually have electric zero-turn mowers, mm-hmm. battery, battery power zero-turn yeah. mowers. I would imagine they need some sort of like greasing oil, something or I mean, you got to change the blades. You, I mean, you still have to change the belts. Yeah, all that kind of. So I uh-huh. imagine all that stuff still going on. Sure. So yeah, I mean, you're not doing oil changes. Not not an oil change per I se, mean, but I, I would imagine like there's like grease points and. I would assume so. I I don't I don't own one. Right. I I have a I have the um. You have the, the battery powered ego, yeah, trimmer. Right, uh, and there, there's, from what I can tell, there's really nothing. No grease on, points or anything on, like that on it. Not that I know of. Okay. Um, how do they keep it all loosey goosey? I, I don't know. They're awesome. It's like super, super power. Let I us know, know Ego. Uh, now, I, I tell may us be your wrong. mysterious ways. That's right. I, now I may be wrong, uh-huh. and if I am, well, please, listener, Joe, whoever you are, send us a message at info@homeowners.com. Yeah. Uh, there's not like a maintenance it, manual that comes with that thing, or. Oh, there is. is. I put that thing out. Is it like a QR code yeah, or something? On, oh, yeah. Okay. Just go on Ego's website. There's a support manual somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm not looking it yeah. up till I have a problem. That's exactly right. <laughs> but um, I, I would assume, like you said, on, on the lawnmowers, there's still going to be maintenance to do a little bit. It's not going to be the same amount of maintenance. Uh-huh. You're not going to have to be adding oil, which honestly – Oil and carburetors and all of those sorts of things, even just the gas engine. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff to gum up and just kind right. of, you know, be a problem. Whereas on the gas, you really don't have. Yeah, you're gonna have a drive belt because all those things have uh, self-propelled, right? Right. So you're gonna have a drive belt. You're, you're gonna have, um, you're gonna blades, those sorts of things. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure that there's some maintenance that needs to be done. It's gonna be fairly minimal, but. If you don't have that, if you got to get what most people have in today's world, yes. a gas-powered mower, honestly, like you can do it. It's not that big of a deal. You can you can change the oil. 
you can um, you can change change the blades, you can sharpen the blades, you can do all of those sorts of things. But honestly, for a pretty nominal amount of money, it's like a hundred bucks or something like that. You can take it to a small engine shop and they'll do it all for you. Sure. Yeah. And, it, and it's you know something you don't have to worry about, something you Which, know I've gotten it taken care of. I think you know? that's true if you have like a push mower. Yeah. You know, riding mower is a little bit different. Like, yeah. m- mine's a little more complicated. Sure. I've, I've got a zero turn, Cub Cadet. Okay. RZTL, I think is the model. Okay. Uh, if you guys want to look it up, it's it's actually cool. It's Bluetooth. Um, Pretty so, sweet. Yeah, so it actually tells me when, like, maintenance is due and all that okay. kind of stuff. Um, but uh, the, the because it's a bigger mower, the maintenance can be a little more involved. Like, it's not it's not uncommon for me throughout a mowing season to go through a couple of drive belts. Sure. Um, it's, you know, and, and like changing the oil is not necessarily as easy as it would be like on a push mower because there's an oil filter and you know, all these other kinds of things. Getting the blades off is a little more complicated. It's not just tipping the mower back. Um, you know, and I'll tell you, one of the issues I ran into, um, on, on this particular one is, you know, like with a, with a standard push mower, uh, most of those are pull start. Right. You know, so you don't have a battery. Right. Because you need the battery in order to start the solenoid, in order to start the starter, in order to start the ignition process on the engine. Um, so the battery caps on my battery popped mm. during, I don't know if it was because of the freeze hmm. or what happened, but like my battery's toast. Wow. So, and like had I, I, I could have had a real frustrating situation had I not been looking into that before the season of grass cutting started. So now I've got to I've got to replace that battery, and I'm like, well, as long as I'm replacing the battery, why don't I go ahead and do a lot more, you know, other things that are a little bit more tedious on this? Because I'm going to be underneath the thing anyway. Right. You're like, why don't I check the blades? Why don't I check the belts? Why don't I put some, you know, if the belts look good, why don't I go ahead and dress those belts? Mm-hmm. Um, and and do some things that are actually going to cause the maintenance that I'm doing to be worthwhile to give me a little bit more longevity out of this equipment and help it last through the season. Sure. You know. Um, I tell you, one of the other things I ran into fairly recently was on some equipment for our business is, uh, we had one of our, our techs actually use an older can of gas that hadn't been touched in a while. Mm. And that actually ended up getting some water into the carburetor, which uh, prevented the unit from starting altogether. Yeah. So we had, you know, like get that water out of there, clean that carburetor out and, you know, get clean glass, clean gas in there. Okay, so what's your what's your suggestion on that? Because a lot of people, I think, what they'll do, yeah, like me for example, I've got a five gallon thing of uh, of gasoline, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe I filled it up in June, right, and, or July. I mean, and maybe I didn't use all of it. I've still got two gallons left in that thing, and I mean, you know, gasoline breaks down over time, right? It loses its octane, right, for sure. Um, you know, again, the best prevention is maintenance sure and and you know if you if you know that you've got a can of gas that's going to be sitting over the winter period that you're probably not going to be using because that's your lawn equipment Uh stuff one either put it in a vehicle Uh that's going to be using it or two uh put some gas stabilizer in. yeah you can put like stp in there right yeah and and that's what's called well the stp is a brand there are other stabilizers most of them all do the exact same thing yeah stp is just a very famous i think stp had like a nascar yeah, for a while. So they like they, had, they had better brand recognition uh, for a long time. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm I well I know they're not the only gas stabilizer out there. Right. It's not the brand I use. I don't even know the brand I use. I have it out in the shop. 
O'Reilly. Um, sometimes, who knows? <laughs> who knows what I have? It's a it's a gas stabilizer. Sure. Um, you know, I I, do, I mean, and and someone someone may be yelling at me through you know the interwebs, and she's like, "No, you're an idiot," and that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know. I've not seen a performative difference in any gas stabilizer that I've ever. It's come all going to do pretty much the same thing, right? It's going to raise the gas. It's going to stabilize and raise the octane, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So, yeah. But I, I think that I think that to your point is, you, you're going to get yourself into a situation where one of two things happens. If you run your lawnmower dry mm-hmm. of oil, it's dead. Yeah, you're not revitalizing that thing. Probably you're not. buying a new one. Yeah, and and that could be anywhere from a two hundred to thousand dollar mistake, depending yeah. on what you or more if you try. To, you know, if you're talking a a riding lawnmower, they can have the same problem. You may be talking a. I mean, it, the, it well, it really it really depends on like what sort of damage you do the to the motor. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I I'll, I'll give you a for instance. You and you and I actually have a friend that just dropped off a power washer at my house. I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. he he called me and was like, hey, do you work on small engines? Do you know anything about small engines? Like, dude, I've been working on small engines since I was like 14 years old. <laughs> what what you, know, you need me to help you with something? And he's like, no, like I've got this power washer and I know that the gas can and the carburetor are bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was cheaper for me just to go buy a new one than it was to fix this one. But this one's pretty much new. I just didn't do the maintenance on it. Like, if you can fix it, you can just have it. Wow. And I'm like, it's a Generac power washer. That's good for me, too. I mean, Because <laughs> I know you're going to fix it, and I'm going to use it. <laughs> it's, it's a good power washer. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, I can I can probably fix that thing for, like, 30 bucks in parts. Yeah. Um, good for you. Well, and, like, you know, like for me, like, it's... I've taken those I've taken those kind of motors apart a hundred times. Sure, it's not a big deal. Right. Like if you've never done it before, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um. And even then, like it, I mean, like for him, it would have been cheaper overall to take it to someplace and get it repaired. Right. But I mean, like it would have just been a little bit more for him just to go get a new one for what he right. needed. Yeah. So he was like, "Why don't you just play with it?" Yeah. Because like, it's yeah. A loss. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that, that at the end of the day, doing a little bit of maintenance is going to save you a lot of time, save you a lot of money, and at the end of the day, you're not going to get to June 20th and be like, come it, yeah. I should have just taken care of something early on, and now I wouldn't be in this situation. So, most of the time, if you take care of your equipment, they're going to be fine, Yeah. right? I mean, th- these motors are not built to just last for a year or two. If you're only getting that amount of time out of your lawnmowers because you're just not doing the maintenance on it. Yeah, you're not you're doing zero That's maintenance. Right. That's right. And that goes not just for your lawnmower, that goes for your weed eater too. I mean, if if you don't have um uh you know, not just a weed eater, um but a blower, whatever it is, if you've got stuff that's that you're putting gas and stuff there, you just need to check things out. Make sure that you don't have any leaks. Make sure that, you, that things are running kind of well, you know? Cuz yeah. cuz you could be up a creek. Yeah, I so, mean, like on like, like on a on a like a weed trimmer or something. If you've got like a a gas powered one, mm-hmm. um, which let, let me say this, there are gas powered weed eaters that you do have to change the oil in. You do the well, four, four stroke, four stroke, yeah, four stroke, yeah. I, um, and so like you need to pay attention to what kind you have. That's right. To see if you need to be doing those kinds of maintenance right. things to them. But I mean, like if you have a two stroke, you know, like changing out a fuel line. Right. Those are the things that typically happen to those that cause them to have performance issues. Yeah. And and fuel lines are cheap. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to mine. That's why I have an ego trimmer. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I 
I had a problem with my fuel line, and basically it was leaking out. It had corroded. It was leaking out, and it just wasn't working well. And so it was like one of those deals, like, do I try to fix this thing? I've had it for a long time. I just went out and bought an Ego. I'm really happy that I did. Yeah, that's but, a killer weed eater. Yeah, it's awesome. But at the end of the day, like, if I would have just taken care of what I had, I wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. All right, I got one more, and then we'll uh, get on to yours. And that is, um, you need to clean off your roof line. All right. Okay. So, I, crazy story. Mm-hmm. La, is it last year or year before? Um, our POA is kind of crazy. So we have we have a property owners association instead of a HOA, which is a homeowners association. Right. It's similar but different. I got a notice. That if I don't clean the leaves off of my roof, that I was going to get fined for it. Mm. Okay. Let me tell you this. I walked out my front lawn, and I looked around, and I went, if they're going to find me, they better find that guy, and that guy, <laughs> and that guy, and that guy, because everybody had leaves on the roof. It's still, you know, it's the end of winter, basically. Right. The trees were still around here still falling right um so i had i did i had leaves on my roof um in the in the little what do they call it the 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 valley yeah the valley of your your roof line um i had leaves I'm up there going down to okay, the valley here we go. bring it come on no i'm done okay so um That's all i got <laughs> So I had to get up there and, and just get the leaves off. But but there's a bigger reason you do that, not just to get fined, right? Mm-hmm. What what is the reason? I mean, you're you're the pest guy. Tell me what the reason is. Well, it's it's so it's like my favorite line. Do you ever see the movie Medicine Man? No, no. Mm-mm. It's a famous Sean Connery movie. Okay, where he's he's in. I, I believe it's the um, Amazon. Okay, because he. There's this group of people there that don't have cancer, and mm. he's like, okay, and so like, there's a medicine man there that supposedly knows the cure, and when they find the cure, they think it's like a berry, okay, or something, and it's it's not the berry. The medicine man goes, not berry, house for bug, <laughs> uh, and it's the cure is actually the bug. Okay, there's something in the bug that actually kills cancer. Okay, so that's always like when people ask me like your specific question. It's a house for bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like anytime you leave debris leaves. <laughs> on your roof, it's particularly leaves, pine needles, anything like that that fills up your gutters, fills up the valleys, all that kind of stuff. It's just a place for bugs to hang out. And yeah. the reason is because it one, it provides shelter from the sun and the wind, but also it contains moisture. Yes. And that's also not good for your roof because anytime right. moisture pools, it prevents it, it not prevents it prevents the it poses the opportunity for a leak, which could just lead to more bugs. That's right. That are less fun bugs than the initial bugs. Right. So just get rid of all of it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, water is deteriorating. Right. It it will deteriorate what it is around. Oh right? yeah. So. Anytime you have a place that water pools or water is is present, mm-hmm. you just just know your shingles or whatever kind of roof material you have, unless it's like I guess if you have a metal roof, it's not the case. But if you've got regular shingle roof, you're gonna have problems. Yeah. So get eventually. That, eventually. So get that off. Make sure you're cleaning your roof line, and at the same time, 
check your gutters. Yeah. Because over, like, stuff's falling off your trees, all that kind of stuff. Check your gutters. Uh, last time I checked my gutters, there were plants growing in them. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much like soil in there. Yeah, it just I mean like yeah, stuff grows, and those it, trees are dropping seeds. And yes, they are. Yeah, I mean like that's that's what's supposed to happen. Right. They're, yeah, it was doing its job. And guess what? That's really good soil in there. Yeah. I actually took that soil out and planted it <laughs> <laughs> because it was so good. It was really rich. Yeah. Um. So clean your gutters out. Make sure that you're you've got a. I mean, if you've got gutters, they there's a couple of things that happen. Um, it, it's not going. They're just not going to function if they're clogged. Right. Right. Unclog them. But more than that, here's what's going to happen. If you've got that much stuff in your gutters, they're going to be heavy mm-hmm. and they're going to pull away from your roof. They're not going to work anyway. They're just going to start coming down. You're going to have a big problem. So just clean them out. Make sure you're done. You're doing the maintenance on your house, which requires that type of type of thing. Or or call someone out to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are companies that'll do it, and it's really not that expensive. And was it Connor Mack that was on that was talking to us about cleaning gutters? Yeah, he does. I mean, like he yeah. does full gutter design and install. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he does cleanings too, like maintenance. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, they'll clean them out. It's really not that expensive to get someone out to do no. it. There, and there's, I mean, like, I mean, like, not, not to say don't use Connor. I mean, call him. But like, typical landscape companies will do that for you as well. Sure. I, I've hired them. I've subbed them out to do jobs like that before. Um, you know, and, and the reason I do that is because they typically have the equipment. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times they'll get up there and, and blow off roofs, right, from, from debris and mm-hmm. things like that. Because it's it's in their best interest to maintain the property. It makes right. it easier for them if the gutters are flowing properly. Right. Um. So it's just all around like it's it's not and like. Cleaning off roofs and gutters is not—it's not that expensive, honestly. No, and and I'll tell you this: I got up and blew the leaves off of my roof uh, last week. Actually, I yeah. did that. Um, but I'll tell you, like, that's not a safe job. No, it no. really is not safe to do that. And I've got a—I've got a one-story house, and the roof is not pitched at a—you know—the the craziest pitch that you've ever seen. Um, but it's not safe to do that. Um, and and on, to be honest, I'm up there the whole time going, please don't fall, please don't fall, please don't <laughs> fall, right? Don't slip, don't slip. Um, but I mean, these guys that do it professionally, the landscaping guys or whoever that that does it, a lot of times they tie themselves off. Like they've got they they're on belay of some sort, uh-huh. and they're they're keeping themselves safe. So. Um, you know, check to make sure if you if you hire someone that they're insured, right? Uh, because otherwise, you're going to pay for them if they fall off your roof. I yep. know that sounds crazy, but if they're not insured and bonded, you will be paying for them. So yeah, um, which I mean, like, might be just I mean, just key into what Kevin said there, y'all. It doesn't mean that the cheapest is always the best option. That's right. So including yourself, <laughs> that's right. that does uh, maybe something you can do, but the question is, do you want to? Yeah, right? I will say, like I do, I do my own. Yeah, I, I've got a backpack blower. Yeah, um, gas powered. Uh-huh. Um, it makes it a lot easier. But like again, like my roof is not difficult to get up on. Sure, it's just I mean it's not. I don't consider it an unsafe roof. Right. For, I mean like unless you get on the steep pitch. Right. So which I just I don't do. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like mine's steep enough that like nothing really stays on it. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like some people definitely have a steep steep enough pitch on their roof that it doesn't really matter. But those of you that don't, just just get it taken care of. That way you don't have a problem. For sure. So yeah. that's that's my list. 
I know well, you got some things well, too. No, just one more. Um, and it it really it kind of relates to what you were just talking about. So like as you clean out your gutters, yeah. as you blow off your roof, you're gonna have some debris. And so since it's now springtime, um, if you haven't raked your yard mm. uh, since the fall, yeah, and or you have trees that have dropped a lot of leaves because of the freeze that we experienced here in Texas, and really this is true anywhere. But like like here in the in the piney woods of Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, trees drop their pine needles pretty much year-round. All the time. Um, and unless you're, you know, blessed like me to have a burn pile yeah. where you can ignite such things, uh, unless there's a burn ban, um, you know, you got to bag these things up right. and, and do something with them. Mm-hmm. And something I've been noticing in a couple neighborhoods around me is homeowners who are bagging their lawn debris and their things, you know, clippings and, and different things like that, putting them out by the street, and their trash service is refusing to pick them up. Really? Because it's not part of the service that they provide. Oh, uh, because man. a lot of these trash services in, in neighborhoods have moved to a designated uh, bin. Oh, yeah. You know, that uh-huh. their machines can pick up and put in the truck. Right. Uh, because they've reduced their manpower for the for the trash operation. So, like, these homeowners are putting bags of trash out by the street. They're just not picking them up. And and so that's causing other problems in which, like, again, smaller neighborhoods where people are, have decided, well, I'm just going to drag these in the backyard and burn them. Yeah. And their neighbors are complaining because, one, they're filling their backyards with smoke. Mm-hmm. And so then they are, in turn, complaining to the HOA, saying, like, hey, my neighbor's burning trash. That's not really in the ordinances of this neighborhood. Get them. Right. And the homeowner that's burning the trash is like, what do what'd you want me to do? Right. Like, trash service isn't picking them up. Right. I'm not paying $500 to take it to the landfill, nor do I have a trailer to even do such a thing. Sure. What do you want me to do with all this stuff? Yeah, I'm at a loss. Yeah. And so, like, you really, like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to start to bag up stuff in your, like, you need a plan. Sure. You need, you need to know what you can do with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it's just going to gather in bags. And, like, HOAs, like, help your help your residents out like you know maybe be like hey for like 10 bucks we'll provide a trash service that'll come around and do a one-time pickup yeah it's not something i mean because it's not good for anybody for this kind of stuff to one it's not good if you're just going to leave it on the ground right and it's going to make your yards look trashy and it's going to lower the value of the property in your neighborhood so hoas is not good for you homeowners you don't want it laying around because it's a potential pest harborage it's a potential eyesore um, and and you just don't want to have to deal with it long term. Also, it like any de- like organic debris stinks like death. Yes, it does. After a while, I mean, mm-hmm. it really reeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just don't want it around. Right. And, and so like you really need like a plan to deal with this stuff. Sure. You know, maybe you just need a friend with a pickup truck. I don't know. But, I mean, like, you know, you don't want to be caught in a situation where you got 10, 50-gallon bags right. of organic debris just rotting, you know, either in your garage. And, and like, like here's the other thing, man, is if you have a really strict HOA and you've got, you know, 10 bags, 10, 50-gallon, mm-hmm. you know, what are those, 55-gallon bags? Yeah, they're huge. Um, the, the, the big black ones. Yeah. You know, 10, 10 of those. And, like, it's not difficult to fill up 10 of those. No. Nah. Um, with pine needles and, and other things. I, I I had 15. Right. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. So, and if you have a really strict HOA, you can't keep those stacked up outside. So no. where do you put them? In your garage. Yeah. You want to talk about something that reeks. Ugh. 
I mean, just give it four days, right? Especially and, when it hits ninety degrees around here. Yeah, and you're gonna get bugs in that too. <sighs> it's like gonna nobody's be nobody's business. Yeah. So anyway, like don't anyway create a plan. Sure. Know your options. Yeah. Like you know, like Kevin. Kevin lives in a, in a neighborhood that's nice enough. Where what did you say? How often you have heavy heavy trash? So we we have heavy trash. Um, we have it once a month. Once a month. Okay. But, but they only take a certain amount. Like okay. you you get a three foot by three foot by nine foot space. Right. And they come around with a with a measuring tape. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like where, where I lived in Arkansas. Every Tuesday. They came around. It was heavy trash day every single week, and you could put anything out there, and they would take it. Right. Which is awesome because whenever you do it that often, you just don't stuff doesn't pile up. Right. Right. Like you were telling me you get it twice a year. Well, it's it's a specific heavy trash day. I mean, like I think I could put a car out by the side <laughs> of the road and they'd haul it off. I mean, like it's it's a it's like it's like a unique holiday in my neighborhood. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> yeah, but even then, like. It's just something that piles up, right? right? So, um, my, but you know, probably one of the coolest things. What again? When I lived in Arkansas, they had there's so many trees. They had a service that you paid for um, with your regular trash service uh, to where all you had to do is get all your leaves to the edge of the road, mm-hmm. uh, to the edge of your yard. And they came up by with a vacuum truck. I've seen I've seen that Dude. actually in Alabama once. Where people would just like they would literally blow all their leaves yep. and stuff to the edge of the street yep. by the by the curb, and then there was just vacuum trucks that would come around and suck it up. That's right. So that's exactly what we did. We would blow them to the edge. The the backyard, um, everybody kind of figured out that you just blow everything onto a tarp, pull it up to the front and dump it, and then you had to do that like twelve times. It was awful, but <laughs> um, way better than the alternative. But we would take them up, put them in, and the this these. These vacuum trucks were like, I mean, they had a vacuum on it. It was huge. Yeah. They'd just go around and just like back and forth. And Better hope your kid's not hiding in there. Exactly. Because <laughs> I mean, but it was amazing. I, I've got some pictures of the the amount of leaves. It, it probably you're talking about 15 bags earlier. I'm I'm talking it probably would have taken me 50 mm. bags worth of stuff. They would come up and and do it for you. But if you don't have that. Then just do some research. There are some places that actually want that stuff. Oh, yeah. It makes you, good mulch. That's exactly I right. Mean, yeah. You can take it, and they will take it off of your hands sometimes. Um, other times, you're going to have to pay someone to, to take it. Uh, but but like you said, figure it out. And if you – let's say you live in an HOA that they, that they don't offer that kind of thing. Just talk to the HOA president. Be like, look, we got a problem. We we need a fix for this. Help right. us figure this out. Yeah. You know, and see see what they're you know they're offering. See yeah. if there's something you can do about it. For sure. Yeah. So that's all I got, man. Well, that's all I got too. That's good. This is all we got time for. Yeah, that's right. Well, we've had a good episode. I think this is really important. Now, I'm sure there are some other things, and maybe you've got something on your list. That you're like, hey, they didn't even mention that. So uh, if you do, drop us a, a note on Facebook or um, you know, send us a, an email at info at homeownershow.com. That would be great. We'd, we'd love to, to answer your emails there as well. Um, so, yeah, we've, uh, we've had a good episode. I think it's been good. Yeah, that's about all we got. We are here every single Tuesday, so don't forget to subscribe if you have not already. Go onto iTunes, leave us a rating and review. We would really 
enjoy that. So thank you for joining us. Mention us to your friends, all those sorts of things. And I guess that's it. So until next time, we'll see you later. See you.